Hey everyone, this is Vicki, and I am so excited to introduce Legacy Sports Nutrition as the newest sponsor of the Excuse Me podcast. My dear friends, Mickey James and Nick Aldis, have formed this wonderful nutrition line that I am enjoying on my personal time. I am using the She's So Shredded stack, which includes the Femina, the Herminator, and the Flush. And these combinations of pills are allowing me to lose the weight and feel great each and every day, especially with my crazy work schedule. So please go to LegacySupps.com. That is LegacySupps.com. And let them know that you heard this commercial from the Excuse Me podcast. And they will offer you a discount on your order. So go to LegacySupps.com and level up with Legacy. Excuse me! Hey everyone, it's Vicki Guerrero, your host of the Excuse Me podcast. And this week, guys, I have an incredible guest. I have known him for a few years. He is a huge wrestling fan, but not only a wrestling fan, but he is a producer, an entrepreneur, an actor, and he loves animals just like I do. And he is so special to my family. And I want to welcome Nusrat Toflar from Turkey. Hello. Hi, Vicky. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for being on my show. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And you look amazing. Oh, thank I showered for you. Like I said, I got dressed. I did my makeup. I combed my hair. <laughs> You're always beautiful. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> you, look, you look amazing too, Nesrit. I thank just, uh, I, I've seen you for a few years now at mm -hmm. WrestleCons and different WrestleManias. And you just have that attraction of a good friend. And you really are popular among the wrestlers because you visit our booths quite a bit. And I, and this is just more like a thank you because you always supported me in my projects and my charity events. And now I want to say thank you back publicly because you, without you, I can't do what I love. Mm -hmm. I thank you that you thank me, but we have to go way back to my childhood because I don't do it. I don't make friends with you or the other guys. I don't, uh, supported charities to hear thank you i'm giving back because i grew up with wrestling the 90s the 2000s when you were famous the late great eddie guerrero i always watch wrestling and what you guys don't know while other kids in my age or teenagers went out and partied when they were 15 16 or when they when they do bad things smoke or do drugs I stayed at home and watched wrestling because when I lived in Germany, wrestling always was on Friday and Saturday. Everybody went out. I stayed at home and watched wrestling. At the beginning, my mother, for example, said, uh, okay, why you watch people who are fighting? But after some time, I told you, wrestling helped me to not go out and do stupid things, maybe. So you should be happy out wrestling. And what happens next? My mother went, was a, became a wrestling fan too. She even went with the, to the events in Germany with me. So because I can never, I, I am so grateful for all the wrestlers. And I know what the wrestlers have put their bodies through and it's not so easy. So it's just my way to show appreciation. So. There is no need for any wrestler to thank me or no need for you to thank me just 
because I'm just doing my job. I'm giving back. And that's why I, I will always be thankful for all the wrestlers because it's the, one of the biggest parts of my childhood. Well, you know, I know that you love wrestling, but when you come to the States, you stay for almost two weeks. I mean, you go to all the, the TV shows like Raw and SmackDown, uh, you know, try and get AEW. You do all the shows that are during WrestleMania week. And that takes quite the dedication to not only financially, but with your time and planning, because you're planning your trip from Turkey, you know, to whatever city WrestleCon is at or WrestleMania. So there's a lot of planning that you have to prepare for to make sure that you hit everything that you want to, you know, during those two weeks. Yeah, it's it's like the, every time I come into the U.S., it, how you remember we, we, we met at Jericho Cruise or the WrestleMania weekend. Of course, it's a planning, but... Thankfully, the WrestleMania weekend is in a spare time, uh, one week or two weeks. And the most important thing is that I'm, I can be a kid again, because <laughs> in my home time, <laughs> I'm a businessman. I have to do my, my work. I have people who work for me. I have to earn money. But when I come to the U.S., I'm not a 37-year-old Nasrid. I'm the 15 years old, 15 years old Nusrid, <laughs> who, who who meets with his heroes and is just starstruck and. That's why when we meet, you see the kid, the 15-year-old Nussi. But at home, I have to be the business because things are going differently in Turkey than in the U.S. maybe. But that's why when I come, I'm standing in front of you as the 15-year-old kid, and I'm, wow, this is Vicky Guerrero. This is just unreal. Normally, I just watched her on TV, and now we are talking and became friends. That's why I always say I appreciate what you have done for us. Because it's not an easy life as a wrestler or wrestling manager. I know that. It's not just about the two minutes in the ring or five minutes or ten minutes. The people sometimes forget what's happened behind the scenes, the traveling away from the family. It's it's not easy. So I always be appreciative. And I'm loyal to the wrestlers. Yes, you are. Even though I've never met them. I'm loyal to them because I thank them what they did for me in my childhood. You are very loyal to the wrestling community. Um, yeah. We're going to talk a little bit more about your how you're a fan of wrestling, but I want to get into your job in Turkey because you're not only an actor, you're an entrepreneur, and you own Nessie Productions, which is a production company that makes movies, correct? Correct. And you had me do a shout-out for... Now, let me see if I can pronounce your movie right because... Mm -hmm. When I had to do that video for you, I must have did it maybe 30 times because I could not <laughs> pronounce the title, but it's called Dikat Kopek Var. Perfect. No mistake, nothing. Perfect. Even better than most of the <laughs> Turkish people. <laughs> now, explain what you do. I mean, you're, you're in this movie. You act in this movie. Um, where is the concept and where did you get the idea of making this movie? And of course, it's about animals because there's a bunch of dogs, uh, you know, on the poster. And I tried to look at your YouTube videos. I couldn't understand a word <laughs> y'all were talking about, but y'all were smiling. So it must have been good. <laughs> and funny. Yeah, Turkish is very difficult. If somebody tells me I want to learn Turkish, I say good luck. <laughs> it's very hard to, to follow. Yes, yeah, Turkish is one of the most uh, difficult languages in the world because what is what are three words in English? It's mostly in one word in Turkish, so it's really difficult. Even my Turkish isn't perfect because I lived in Germany. So what I do in Turkey, 
My main job is I'm an investor. I'm investing in real estate or many other things. And then, but I was acting in Germany 10 years before I came to Turkey permanently in 2018. And the end of 2019, I, I started my film production company, Nasi Production. And my first series is, like you said it perfectly, Dikat Köpekvar. It means, <laughs> it means beware of the dog. And it is a 13 part, uh, it's a American sitcom style. It's because it's every part is only 20 to 30 minutes. Because nowadays the youth, they don't want to watch two hour series. They want to keep it short, like in US, like King of Queens or Married with Children shortly. And, but it's, it's not a documentary because I thought it would be boring because everybody's doing this. It's, it's just a comedy, but with also simple but effective uh, messages to the world. So adopt on shop, also uh, violence against women. I put it a little bit in there, or we have to take care of, of the climax or of the, we have to do recycling, stuff like that. And long story short, the main character is Murat, which I play. He he gets his he earns his money by walking dogs of his friends or the neighbors. And one day, the neighbors say, "We don't need you anymore." And he says, "Okay, don't worry." But there comes a new company which walks the dogs for free. But they are this is a bad company. They treat the dogs bad and they force them to make babies. And Murad and his friends start a war against them. But it's more funny than serious, but still with serious intentions and serious, serious messages. That's the long story, long story short of my four years in Turkey. <laughs> now, I did see you have some fight scenes with the bad guys. Now, I was trying to be nosy in all these videos. I couldn't tell what y'all were saying, but I tried to follow the movie a little bit. And you have quite the fighting scenes. I mean, I'm pretty impressed. I mean, it's probably from watching wrestling a lot too, correct? It started all with wrestling, and it, it has to be from wrestling because if I wouldn't watch wrestling, I would may hit the other actor for real. <laughs> but thanks for wrestling. <laughs> but, I, but I also did many years self-defense fighting in Germany, so there is an experience already. But it's still different because you're an actor too. You play the movies. You played very well. You're a good actor. If you would be live in Istanbul, you would be my main role. By the way, oh my, I will fly down tomorrow. That's right. <laughs> Tell me what time to be there. I will be there. <laughs> we stay in touch. But you, you know, um, in in real life, the, the fighting is different. The punch is different than in the movie because in the movie, everything has to be a little bit uh, uh, not so fast. It has to be a little bit slow and it had a little bit more from the distance so the camera angle can handle it. It looks funny while we are shooting, but on the TV, it looks real. There was also some fake blood <laughs> when I punched the one. It was fun. Um, and the people liked it here. They expected the second season. And now, a few days ago, we made I made the contract with the screenwriters. So the second season will come. I but saw that on your Instagram that y'all yeah. were going to go into production for number two. Yes. I yes. love your messages that you talk mm -hmm. about in your movie because you talk about, you know, don't, you know, adopt, don't shop, which... I feel very strongly about, I have a rescue dog and, you know, it's so important because there's such an overpopulation of dogs in the United States. Yes. Is it the same in Turkey as well? It's even worse because in Turkey we have street dogs and street cats. 
gosh. So, yes. And the shelters, okay, it's maybe in every country like this, but the shelters could be better. Right. Could be better. And the problem is nowadays the people, if they adopt or buy a dog, they want some special dog, like a special chihuahua or thing, but they don't want any more the normal dog, let's say the normal dogs. who And the street dogs, they are not chihuahuas, they are normal dogs. And the people are afraid because once they are from the streets, seconds, maybe they are dirty, but sorry, they cannot take a shower when they live on the streets. Yeah. And also the cats. And now my main goal is it, adopt on shop help the dogs to uh, get away from the streets and put at least put in a good shelter that's why i'm fighting also i i make it always public when a shelter is bad or treating dogs bad because the more people hear, hear about it the more they will do about it thankfully there was a new law a few months ago that you officially cannot buy dogs before that you could buy dogs at pet shop and now the next goal is to get the dogs off the street, at least in a good shelter, but the best way is to make them adopt. And you said it right, there's a, such a big uh, overpopulation. We have to, at least the dogs and cats on the streets to castrate them or what is said, so they cannot sterilize make babies. Them. Yeah, sterilize yeah. them. Because that's very important. It's not about, oh, I don't, we, we hate animals and we don't want any more animals. It's about, even the people, when they support one dog on the streets with all the money they have, but a few weeks later, there are five dogs and you cannot help them. And that's why you sterilize what it's called. Yeah, sterilize, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a good way. Yeah. yeah, but if someone adopts a dog at home and he doesn't want to sterilize because he's with kids, perfect, why not? But my main goal is to... I don't, even though I love them with all my heart, I don't want to see one dog and one cat living on the streets because every day he, he or she has to be afraid uh, he will not get any food. He, he's depending on people to buy them foods. Not every, every human being likes dogs or cats or will support them, even though if they want, they don't have the money. So I'm fighting for this, but it's going to the right direction, but it's a long fight, a long, very long. Yeah, I just moved into the country outside of Houston and mm -hmm. there's a shelter here that I want to get involved in because mm -hmm. I, when I rescued my Chihuahua, um, you know, they take you to where all the dogs are clean and bathed and they're ready to adopt. And I kept seeing my, well, my dog, the one I got, she was sick and she only had like two days to live. Mm -hmm. And so we kept going to see the other dogs and I kept going back to this Chihuahua and she's like, in the, in the, the staff was like, you don't want this one because she's going to die any time now. And and my husband, Chris, was like, oh, you want this one, don't you? And I mean, yeah. he knew that I wanted this one because I, I felt like she should have she should have deserved this last great dinner and this last hug to be with us and to have all the love that she could get. So the staff said, you can adopt her, but... Um, and probably in a day or two, she's going to pass away. And she was, she weighed maybe three pounds. She was, I mean, just bones. And she had heartworms, like infested with heartworms and just a lot of scratches and just really unhealthy. And um, I took her home and she's with us six years later. Because yeah. I, I, I put her in my bed. I slept with her. I, I just held her all day in a blanket, like just gave her love. And when I took her back to the shelter, they're like, I can't believe that this dog made it. And I'm like, 
all these dogs, they just need love. And they need someone that's going to love them every morning when they wake up and, and let them know that there's a safe place. So I'm very passionate about animals that are, you know, that are strayed and people don't, everyone goes to the cute dogs, but they don't see the dogs that are really in need, that need that special attention. Mm-hmm. So when you made this movie, I was so drawn to it. And, I, and have you thought about making an English version of this movie? Just because of you, I will make one. Maybe just with the subtitles, or I will make a, a, somebody who will translate it or voiceover. But many people at the beginning, because because we don't only have street dogs and street cats in Turkey and some other countries, but not in the US, my thought was, okay, the story is a little bit about street dogs. And in America, they don't have it. So why make it in English? Because the people will not connect to it. But after I got the feedback, I'm pretty sure I will make a, a voiceover at least for English because the people are interested in it. And you said something very, very right. It's about love. Because when a dog is in the shelter, why is he? Because he's in his cage and he nobody gives him the love 24-7. And their system goes down. If you are sad, you don't feel good too. But if, if you get, if you have close friends and somebody shows you love, your system gets up and, and your health can get up, but the people forget about this. So what they said two days, it's now six years. So you did everything right. And I'm very proud of you. Thank you for supporting oh, this from you. the US. Well, let me, te- let me tell you, if you send a movie that has subtitles in English, I would be happy to put that at my table when I do signings and I will make sure that it's promoted because this is such a cool project. And Thank and you. I'm so happy that number two is coming out. What are you going to do different to bring the audience back in to, to see the second movie? I just told it a few people in Turkey. So you are the very first person who will uh, hear about it in the, in the U.S. But it will not be a, a series. It will be a film. We clarified this. Series was good for the first one, but for the second one, it's... The problem with series is because I put all the 13 parts at once at YouTube. But somebody watches the first two and then he makes a break, he goes out and then he says, I will watch it in three, four weeks. And I cannot follow it if he's really watching it or for whatever. But if somebody starts a film, he's, he's finishing it. And yeah, let's see, the story is pretty clear too. It will be a big surprise. Nobody is expecting, but I cannot tell anymore. I will tell you in private. Promise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to hold you to secret. it. I, it's a big secret. But the difference is it's it's still, okay, it's still about animals and still about a uh, fight for, for what it's right. But there will be some scenes that will surprise people. And this time there will be more famous people because, you know, the more famous people, the more people are watching it. Right. Although we became a little bit famous too, but... If you have a movie and you put two or three fa- famous people, even though they are only two minutes in the in the movie, that's all it you helps need. A lot. That's yes, all you it need. Always. Now, with your productions, is this your first movie you've been in, or were you in other movies? In Turkey, I when I came to Turkey, because in Germany I was not a producer; I just was an actor okay. w- with my other jobs. In Turkey, I first when I came to Turkey, I just I didn't thought about producing. I went to the uh, casting directors, casting agencies. I went there and they just, I don't know, when they heard you were from Germany, they looked like, mm, okay. They looked a little, a little bit from the top and I don't like it. 
and then and they said okay you're one of uh, 10,000 guys who want to be an actor and I said okay that's not the way I want to go I make my only own production company I started it and then okay we have to think about the first what should be the uh, the series of film should be about and every time I see street dogs and street decks, uh, cats I said okay I want to get to this subject because I, I need to be the voice of them because okay the people are sad because of the street dogs street cats but they don't do much they said oh it's sad I give them food and then for them it's over no it's not just easy like that that's why the more the more popular I get as an actor, the more popular the series get, that means the more people will watch it. And if they watch it, they will see, okay, there are some messages, maybe they're important and we can change the world. That's amazing. Okay. Have, you, you. have you thought about taking your production company to the United States and doing something over here? That didn't cross my mind, but one thing I always say, never say never, because if I come, okay, don't worry, if I come, you are in this movie. <laughs> you can Don't stay in my house and you can help me feed my yeah, chickens sure. and we'll rescue yeah, dogs maybe. together. Yeah, maybe, yeah, for sure. Maybe it, it doesn't have to be a 90 minutes long, long film. Maybe a short one could be made in America. But you never know because I would never expect to be befriended with Vicky Guerrero or The Undertaker <laughs> or Chris or other wrestlers. So... I say never, uh, never say never. I have always big goals and I'm a perfectionist. I run, run, run to see. I don't want to say when I'm 50, 60, so I, I should have done this. I should have tried this. That's why I go this way. Many people said the series will be no good. Who cares about dogs? There, And I said, you will see. And now, don't get me wrong, but they're kissing my <laughs> to be in the next movie. <laughs> um. So when is the filming for number two start or have y'all started writing the movie or is it just, just starting the beginning? We have the story and now the uh, screenwriters are starting to write the, uh, this uh, screen, right? The screen. Uh, but they will, this will take a, some time. They said maybe one and a half, two months, maybe three months because it's with many de details. And then when it's in my hand, we will see where we air it. Again, YouTube, or we go to a digital platform, cinema, or maybe Turkish TV, depends. That's amazing. Go ahead, you. go ahead. No, that, that, that's it, <laughs> thank you. No, I, I just wanna say that I am so happy to promote you. So as you progress in the project, mm -hmm. and if you need any promotion, Gosh, I'm happy to do that for you. If you, you know, when Thank you send the, the movie with the subtitles in English over here, I will pass it out. I I know people. I'll pass I know it out. <laughs> I know you know that. And can I say something? Um, yes. Because I want the audience to know. Because maybe you don't talk about it. It's amazing that you use your stardom, star power, to help charities. Because I remember 2019. I came to you normally at WrestleCon and I respect it. You go there and you make pictures and you, there is the paying and then I thank you pictures and some, but you used to start them to help charities. And this year it was a different one, right? It was yes. cleaning the- uh, It was a dog the beach. So it was yes, to take yes. a, a piece of beach and clean it and uh, donate and help supply, you know, 
uh, trash bags and mm -hmm. uh, different supplies to help keep the beaches clean. It was already amazing that you did it on in 2019. It would be all, totally okay if you would do it for one time, but you did it again to, in 2022, and I'm sure you would have done it in 2020 and 21 if there wouldn't be COVID. Yes. So that's why, because why did we became friends? Because we have a very similar mindset. We like to help others, people, animals in need. And you used your stardom. That's perfect. That's that's why I appreciate because. I am thankful for all the wrestlers, all the people who made my childhood, but I can, I'm pretty good in reading people. And if somebody also has a very good heart and still helps others, you don't have to, you, you entertained us many years and still entertaining in AW, but that you use this power to help others who cannot get the money or the donations by themselves. Thank you. I, love you. I, I, love you, I appreciate that. Oh, you're so you're such a sweet friend. Um, so let's talk about your popularity with wrestling. Um, mm. You you mentioned that you're that you you do see Undertaker quite a bit when he has a signing or an appearance. <clears throat> what well, who are the people that are your top wrestlers that you always look forward to whenever you go to WrestleCon? When I go to WrestleCon, I befriended some wrestlers. You're, you're one of them. <laughs> and your husband, Chris, who's always <laughs> with you. I love Chris. Thank you. So do I. <laughs> I can see he's a good man. He's, I'm happy you, he makes you happy. Thank you. It's not about, uh, let's say this way, it's not because 2019, there, okay, that was the first time I went to WrestleCon, WrestleMania. I said, oh, I will see Bret Hart, Ric Flair, Hexo, Vicky. But after I met everyone, 2022 is the second time I met. It was just meeting my heroes and my friends again. So 2022, it wasn't about, I want to see this wrestler. It was, I want to see my friends again. Or the, good. But when I was a child, it's funny, when The Undertaker started 1990 in Survivor Series, this was the first time when I was six, I started wrestling, watching wrestling. Everybody was afraid of him. I said, well, cool. <laughs> I like this. And I'm six years old. So I have to admit my favorite wrestler of all time is the undertaker when i was younger in the golden era it was also the ultimate warrior on bret hart two total three totally different gimmicks yeah. and when the time went on in the uh, uh, mid or end 90s and the early 2000 eddie guerrero it was Thank it's you. not just because you are vicky guerrero i wouldn't say it I'm, I'm a true but he he was because i liked it because he he wasn't the biggest, the tallest wrestler, yeah. but when he, he beat Brock Lesnar, that was the time where, wow, you can achieve everything you want because we also know what difficult times he went through before that. And then right. after this, this is this is amazing when somebody was totally down and then the WWE champion and everybody loved him. So that's the story and I befriended some, and, but still The Undertaker is my favorite wrestler. You know, I, I'm pretty. I, I'm pretty proud of Undertaker. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I was the first female he tombstoned. You know, in yeah. WWE. No. <laughs> and so, you know, when they told me that I was going to be tombstone by him, I said, "Well, we have to go over this. Like, we have to rehearse." And Undertaker goes, "No, just follow me out there. Just do what I say." And I was just like, "What? What the Trust hell is me. happening today? Like, you know, I didn't even know." I would watch all the videos of him tombstoning people. And I'm like, I'm going to die. I am <laughs> going to die today. But 
he was such a gentleman. And he told me later on that night that I didn't want to rehearse with you because I didn't want to have it in your head if something went wrong, that it, you'd be so scared to do it. And, you know, he was such a gentleman and I've known him for years. And, you know, through Michelle McCool, who is my, just a wonderful sister to me. He's such a genuine gentleman and he's such a kind hearted person that um, I had so much more respect after he tombstone me that I was like, I'll love you forever. Like that, I was like such a weird relationship, but um, he's such an entertainer and, and, you know, and to see like his hall of fame speech was just oh. mind blowing. You know, it was, I was in the first row. <laughs> I watched it from the first row. It was, I cried a little bit, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's funny, Nesrit, is that when Chris and I were watching all the WrestleMania, you know, like the shows and the Hall of Fame, you know, I would text you and I'm like, I see you. I need your yeah. autograph. Like, you know, yes, that's I, all we did was look for you. <laughs> I remember you sent me a text while I was there. I remember yes. an answer. I looked at the camera and wanted to wave. Uh, what I want to say about the Undertaker's they always say, never meet your hero in person. You only can be get dis disappointed. And The Undertaker is not a star, he's a mega star. For me, it's the biggest mega star in wrestling because who's on top for 30 years? Other wrestlers, yes, I respect them all. We're at the top for a few years, but 30 years? Did you did you see how long his uh, standing ovation in the Hall of Fame was? It was for, it was at least, what, 20 minutes, maybe? Yeah, yeah 10, 20 Longer? minutes. Longer? He stopped it because he made this this gesture so everybody stopped. So otherwise, it would have continued. Yeah. The first time I met him was 2019. It was in, I think, in Liverpool. Yes. There is a picture, but I will never show it to anyone. <laughs> when they make the picture of us, I, I look like I'm crying because I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, just show me. I mean, it's just between us. It's just us. <laughs> I will show you because it's not on this phone, it's on my old phone, and this old phone is not next to me. <laughs> and then I, we became friends. It's, he was, you would never expect such a big megastar to be so humble and quiet. What he, and you hear in the, mess, uh, in the documentary, he demands respect and he's a loyal person. That's totally what I <laughs> want. Loyalty and respect, not ass kissing, respect. And it's also, okay, you can guess, I, I'm, I'm what I say, I'm fortunate enough to make good money, okay? When I come to WrestleCon or come to my hero and maybe he's not making this amount of money or is, that doesn't mean I'm better than him. He is my hero, I'm not his hero. So I will respect him if it's, if it's necessary, I will kiss his hand because in Turkish it's a, sign of respect if you kiss the hand and do like this oh that's why i go there and i'm a 15 years old kid other people they would go there hey i am not straight i'm a 37 i am this i'm a famous and thing so who are you shut up <laughs> they don't need you they made your childhood you didn't make their, their childhood and hey. the undertaker i was fortunate enough to have dinner with him because i i you heard about it yes He's a funny, he likes to joke, he's humble, he treats the waitress or waiter like human beings. He's, he's some, in this bad world, you don't expect this, but he's, he's too good for this world. And good people attract good people. That's why you and Tim get to get 
each is so good with each other and get two friends. Good people attract good people and good people who can read people get friends with people like this. I, yeah. I was unfortunate enough to never meet Michelle McCool even at the WrestleMania weekend because, but I can, I can see she's just a poor heart. Just, yeah. it's just amazing. Sorry, I'm right now. I'm like 15 again because I'm no. talking to you. <laughs> you know what's so great is that integrity and, and being trustworthy is free. It doesn't yes. cost you anything, yes. and it's something to give out of your heart, and it's free. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, you know, look at monetary, you know, mm -hmm. things to uh, get that attention. You know, like pay me for your time and stuff. And it's just you're right. He's just a humble man of God that just loves you know, he, he's happy. And when you're happy inside, it shows to everyone else. Yes. And he's very happy. He found his soulmate. I can, every time he talked about Michelle McCool, his eyes were. Oh, it's incredible. And normally, and what I was happy about, because we met before, I, I asked him one question, Mr. Callaway, you happy I came to the dinner? <laughs> Instead of somebody else who maybe is dressed like the Undertaker is a fanatic fan. He said, yeah, it was better. <laughs> <laughs> was it just you and him alone for dinner? Yes, uh, there was an all-in challenge. Maybe you heard it during the uh, pandemic. And then I was lucky enough to win. I said, I will win this no matter what. <laughs> and then I went there. Yes, we went into a steak restaurant in Austin, Texas. It was funny. Uh, Discipline is uh, pretty important for myself. So when we met at 7 p.m., I was at uh, 6.50. I went inside and expected him to come later. He was already there at the bar. <laughs> I was nervous as hell and uh, hello. He said, hey, Nusret, how are you? So, wow. He even remembers my name. And said, it, was, it was starstruck, but after a few minutes, it became really like two friends are talking. And that means he gave me so much uh, comfort that I could be normal. That's why. And it was amazing. He took his time. We stayed there till the restaurant closed. He gave me even a gift and said hi wow. from his. It's just no. That's he, without without a doubt, one of the best human beings in the world. And being such a and that's why I think when I see the future of the Undertaker, he would be the most amazing motivational speaker in the world. Because oh. with this star power and this Hall of Fame speech, this man can save so many lives. And he he did. Trust yes. me, he did. Absolutely. Have you ever thought about being a wrestler yourself? Yes, I wrestled with my big brother, but he hated it that I always uh, made a stunner or tried to tombstone him, all, even though he's six years older and I couldn't <laughs> even get him up. But I made, I pretty much, the wrestling move I did the most because it was the easiest for us kids was to elbow drop <laughs> from Macho Man Randy Savage. Because Very I didn't nice. Yes. But still, my brother was a wrestling fan too. I have to be honest, I watched wrestling in the early years more than now, time-wise. And I liked the golden era and the attitude era and the 2000s. And that's why when I go to WrestleCon, I first look after the, the 90s, 2000s and the legends, like yourself. That's why we became friends. But I respect the guys today too. But it's just a very hard lifestyle. It's not just about the 10 minutes in the ring, but some people don't get it, but I got it. Trust it's, me. It's amazing. So if you ever were given the chance to uh, have a match besides The Undertaker or besides 
someone today, who would you be in the ring with that would be your dream match? Today? Yeah. I have to say, I like Roman Reigns. I, it was the perfect thing he could do to change his gimmick a little bit to, and to get the bad guy because he gave the uh, audience what they want, yeah. but he played it extremely good. But I think it would be maybe Brock Lesnar and he would squash me in 10 seconds, but I would ask him to give me one minute and, and get him one punch at <laughs> least, and then he can do with me whatever. <laughs> he can kick my ass and whatever, because he's a phenomenal athlete with this size. Many people say his offense is extremely good, but I also like his defense. If he gets hit and his movement, it's just, he's the former UFC champion. It's just somebody like him comes every 50 years, maybe. That's amazing. amazing. But That's Eddie Guerrero still beats him. Don't forget about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, how is life different in Turkey compared to what you see in the States? I love my country, I love my people, but it's a little bit more hectical here, especially in Istanbul. They're here living 50 million people. It's more hectical. It's always, it seems like everybody is in a rush. Everybody has to finish something, go to work and something. That's why sometimes they are friendly, but you, it also can happen that they can treat you the wrong way because they are not happy with themselves and it's always in a rush and they have to get money because the economics is not so good right now in Turkey. It's getting better and better. But when the economy is not so good, people are worried and they are not happy. In the US, I saw differences between, let's say, New York and or Austin, Texas. But they are generally uh, nice at the beginning. They say, hey, buddy, how are you? You want a pizza? What do you want? And it doesn't look fake. That's a little difference, I could say. <laughs> I could live in the U.S., yes, for sure. But uh, that would be awesome. Because you can bring your production over here, and then I can, I can work for you. <laughs> yes, not for me, with me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the one food that's your favorite in Turkey and, your, and the food that's favorite here in the United States? Turkey is very famous for kebab. You ever heard about it? Döner kebab. Oh, kebab, kebabs. Kebab, yes. This, this is one of my favorites because I, in Germany, there were many kebab stores where they sell it in the bread, and it's amazing. In the U.S., there's not a special food that comes to my mind because, okay, we don't eat pork, so we have to forget about pork. But when I met with the undertaker, I ate a water steak. It wasn't pork, but something else. That tasted good, too. <laughs> That's amazing. I have to go to the Waffle House one day. <laughs> oh, I I can eat a Waffle House. I can eat a whole plate by myself. We have a deal in Los Angeles next year. <laughs> yes, and we'll we'll have to spend more time together. And I I just want to say that it's such a great um, experience to have you on my show because thank you. You know, whenever you know we message each other, and you know I'm I've. It could be three years that we don't talk and we'll, we will pick up where we left off when I see you. Yeah. And yes. even like, you know, like even when WrestleCon comes closer, my husband, Chris is like, Hey, we talked to Nusrat lately. You know, is he coming? You know, is he going to be there? You know, so you're very familiar in our family and you're, you're mm -hmm. the common seed to, it's a, 
a familiar sight every time we do an appearance or something's coming up that we have to see Nesret because you know you're our friend and I'm here to support you in anything that you that you want to do. You have a true friend in me. And um, I'm just so proud of you because I've gotten to know you so well. And our text conversations have become very hilarious lately. <laughs> but um, I, I'm just, I'm, I want to thank you so much for being on my show. And what, what's next for you besides the number two of the uh, Cat Kopek Var? What's after that? What do you see for Nessie Productions that you want to do next? Uh, we planned the second one, and the story is so interesting that if the people like it, there will be even a third one. But besides that, I will have my film production company. But we have to be we have to be uh, we have to be serious. Uh, every story will be boring after sometimes. If I do Dikat Kevik about four, five, six, seven, we have to be honest. Sometimes it's just too much. And then there will be some other subjects too. But my main goal is every production I do, I want to have a message in it also. When somebody starts to watch it and finishes it, at the end of the movie, he will say, okay, my mind changed on this subject or that subject. I want to help, I want to do this. And another thing I want to, many rich people will hate me for this, but but I have one goal because if I would have a if I would have a speech one day in front of many people, I would say, guys, we have poor people, we have the middle class, we have rich. The rich people don't try to don't make rich people richer by buying the most expensive car, the most expensive Rolex or something like that. With the money you spend there, if you just give the half or one tenth of it for people in need. And you don't buy a Bugatti or don't buy a Ferrari, just buy a BMW. You can support people who are in need because we only live once. Never forget, you will not take your money to the grave. That's right. And many people who act like, oh, I want the newest stuff like this and like that, when they're getting older and they know I don't have many years left, then their mind changes and say, I want to support charities, charities. Why so late? Do it more early. It's if you can change one person or one dog or cat's life that day, that that gives me so much satisfaction. That's why, and you are you are you can prove it at WrestleCon when you see me. You, I always move like a fifteen-year-old short shorts and cab went to the other side. I didn't have a car for two years in Turkey when I came here because it wasn't necessary. Now I have one, but it's not a big one. Why? Why should I support support? brands who already are very rich yeah. a little bit less for us a little bit more for them because uh, you don't have to give all all everything you got to a poor man just a little bit is even enough for, for him for for the moment so don't make the rich richer make the poor a little bit richer or have a better life that's my goal that's right. Your, your heart is full of gold and your heart is warm. <laughs> and um, thank you so much for being on the show. And I, I, I look forward to our friendship getting stronger and possibly working together. I would maybe when you come to LA, we can do a animal rescue together and, and we can put it on my podcast and we'll go live mm -hmm. with it. I would love to do yeah. that with you. We have a deal. <laughs> I, I would love I'm that. I look forward to you coming to the country in Houston. You can come visit us and come 
feed my chickens and see my dogs and we can i can show you some snakes and alligators if you want <laughs> we, can, we can talk about the snakes when i come alligator is okay but snakes <laughs> i love animals but i never met a snake so <laughs> let me tell you this morning i was having coffee i was fixing a cup of coffee i looked down to my left there is a snake in my house I cried, I screamed, and it was like a little, it was a little tiny one that little was a baby. baby. But Chris thought that there was a, a moccasin in my house. Like it, I screamed so loud. He goes, it's just a baby snake. I'm like, get the damn thing out of my house. Like, that's all I said. <laughs> and we know, and we, we know how you can scream. So it was, for sure it sounded like it was a 10 big snakes at once and yeah, three and alligators and five elephants and everything. <laughs> I screamed so loud. He goes, look, you made the snake so mad. I can't even catch it. I'm like, get the snake now. <laughs> I think Chris felt sorry for the cat and not for you because you, your scream was, the snake was afraid of you. <laughs> now yeah. I love you guys. Chris oh, is I, we love you too. Thank you, Nasrit. Uh, and thank you. we will keep in touch. And sure. God bless you. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to be on my show. And I just, I love you to pieces. I thank you 10 times more than you thank me all the time. So I'm always winning by the thank yous. Thank you for all the years. <laughs> thank you, Nasrat. Have a great day. You too. There you have it, everyone. Another episode of the Excuse Me podcast. I want to thank you for your support, your feedback, all your emails that you guys send me. You'll have great ideas on guests, and I am working on them. And I'm so excited that I'm on season three. This is such a blessing for me. I love doing this each and every week. And I just want to remind you to please spread the word. Let your friends know, your family. Have them download my podcast. Like, comment, subscribe. Whatever it is they can do. I feel the love and I feel the support. Please check in with us next week as we have another exciting guest. Take care. Be well. And excuse me!